0: Welcome to another episode of the Half Full Reviews Podcast. I'm your host, DJ, and today I'm joined by Batnobie. How's it going, Batnobie? I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited to have you on here. Maybe more in the future, too, if, if you enjoy it. Um, let's see. I don't oh, have we, any problems with it. We should introduce you a little bit so people know who they're, who they're listening to. They definitely know enough about me because, you know, I've been on the podcast once or twice. Which um, means
1: they've definitely heard you talk a lot.
0: Yeah, I enjoy talking, so I even listen back to my podcast because I like listening to myself. That's not narcissistic or anything.
1: No, not at all.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, uh, enough about me.
1: I do a lot of work in Unreal. I make tutorials on YouTube. I plan on doing a lot more, but I'm a lead art director at Dogwood Gaming, and I work with a few other studios uh, now and again to help them get their products a little bit higher in detail. And I just really love making 3D art, just in Unreal on my free time.
0: I, I love seeing your 3D art. I, I like your YouTube stuff, I like the 3D art that you show me, because you've come up with some really awesome, just beautiful stuff. You know, whether it's fantasy related, or sci-fi, or I mean, you've done a good deal of Star Wars stuff too. But I even really enjoy the fantasy stuff and the, the forests and the jungles and stuff that you do too.
1: Um, oh, yeah, I can't wait. There's a $74 pack on Unreal called a uh, Realistic Rainforest Pack, I believe is what it's called. might just be Rainforest Pack, but it's by uh, Pixel Asset 3D, I believe is what they're called. And it's, oh, my gosh. It's one of the jungle packs I used for a really long time, and they updated it, and it looks so beautiful. That's exciting.
0: So I can't wait to see what you do with it. Oh, yeah. We need to show... You know what? I'm going to showcase some of your artwork on the website and do a little post and just showcase some of your favorite stuff just because, you know, if you're okay with that, I'd like to have it on there. And then when we talk about it, we can point people, you know, oh, check this out and drop all your links in it so they know where to follow you and find you because you are very talented and I I personally enjoy your work.
1: So, Well, thank you.
0: So, yeah, we both worked um, also side-by-side on some projects with Dogwood Gaming. Um, So we've had them on the podcast before as well. And uh, my Discord is pinging at me right now, and it won't be quiet, so I'm going to work on trying to mute it, I don't know which server. Oh, no. Isn't that funny? It's just...
1: Hello, Discord. I know, right? That's I have... how we're recording this right now.
0: It is, you know? So speaking of Discord, if you guys have Discord, join ours. You can go to halffullreviews.com and join the Discord. Uh, also, our friends over at Dogwood Gaming, they have a Discord server, too. You can go to dogwoodgaming.com and join theirs, and you'll find gamers in both servers looking to have fun. Uh, Twitch streamers in both. Um, I think you can even self-promote sometimes in the self-promotion channels. Just do it tastefully and where it's allowed.
1: Uh, oh yeah, there's a new uh, there's a, another streamer that we talk to now and again called Board to Entertain. Check him out too if you like uh, someone who plays video games and has a lot of playtime with their Twitch fans.
0: Nice. Yeah. So it's just great places to hang out. You know, we love to promote communities. So I personally like to work with different communities and promote them. Um, I'm all about that. You know, as long as people are doing it respectfully and you know, everybody can help each other out, you know?
1: So. All right. So, so hey, let's get into our topic. Though, right? topic? Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we got have a little bit, a little bit of time in between, to, you know, warm people up. But let's go. Let's go ahead and jump into that topic. So today we're going to be talking about our favorite RTS games, our favorite real time strategy games. And now these are like old ones, new ones. Uh, maybe some of them are not our favorite, you know, but we're going to basically, that's kind of probably going to be the title Uh-oh. of the episode.
1: Uh-oh, we're talking about some not favorite ones. Oh, dear.
0: Probably too. Yeah, we can tear some down, we can we can build some up. Tell people the good ones to play, you know. Do some of the old ones still stand up these days? So, all right. So, what was your first RTS you ever played? You remember?
1: One of the first ones I played. Honestly, uh, might have been Lord of the Rings Battle for Middle-earth 2 possibly.
0: I really want to play that one now because you keep talking oh, about dude. it.
1: You can only buy it on disc, and then you have to put it into the disc tray. It's that old. It's from, like, the 360.
0: That's the problem with, um, oh, like, some of the older Command & Conquer ones, but also, that's also the problem with...
1: Uh, well, if you spend, like, $40, you can get an external one, so you can just USB plug it in. Wow. That would work, then. Yeah.
0: I was gonna say, Star Trek Armada yeah. is one of those games I've never been able to get digitally. Um, Star Trek Armada was also in the 90s, the first one. uh, same same issue you can't play it nowadays really anywhere but then like stuff like uh command and conquer and halo and like uh age of empires company heroes those are all available these days on steam right and when we're usually they're available on steam but but don't get too far ahead of ourselves let's talk about let's just talk about the lord of the rings ones for a second so what what's it most like if you had to compare to like two other rts's give me an because i've never played it
1: uh honestly i don't know if i really can for how old it was back in that age, it was good enough that when you told a unit where to go, the farther along, you when you click the location to place them and you point it around, it moves with them. But the farther you move it, the more the units change their different, like, organized systems. Hmm. So you could completely customize how you have it set up. You could go on top of walls. You have a builder, so you can build your entire kingdom how you want it to be. Was there you a good amount of buildings groups.
0: in it? Like,
1: you know, soldiers there's like right? six. There's like 40 buildings per group.
0: Nice. So lots of the older group. RTSs have that, and lots of the newer ones do not, I've noticed. Uh, yeah,
1: that's of... a big, sad problem. Like, uh, base building is part of the, part we're of the fun, about later, right? Yeah, like Terran Command that we're going to talk about later, that, it doesn't have really any base building. You get uh, resources to support your war, and you can use that on building a building to allow you to summon different units. But back in games like Lord of the Rings Battle for Middle-Earth, you could actually upgrade your kingdom, like your little castle that you have built. You can have multiple castles. And as you upgrade them, it actually changes the texture and the materials that are on the castle. If you get the like little eagle upgrade, a little eagle's nest forms on top of the castle. Is that and you like, get let it see eagles. farther or something? Uh, no, it actually allows you to call the eagles from the sky. Oh, and you actually cool. use them to fight for a little while. You had maybe 60 spells in the game that you could get Whoa. and just use them. So, like, you could summon Frodo and all the hobbits at a location. You'll just see them running around. Frodo's sword is glowing. All right, You I'm could definitely summon gonna, Tom Bambadil. If there's
0: an easy way to play this, I would go and play it.
1: Just order, order the disc. Get a disc tray and play it. That's it. Well,
0: Will, will it install? Because I've had the problem of trying to install no, some older it's, games. No, it's
1: a uh, disc. It runs off of the disc.
0: What? Is that even a thing? And w- wait, what yeah. system on a PC or what? PC. There's no way it doesn't spin the disc to play it. I've disc never seen that. And...
1: Yeah. And even if it does, is install, that a special external it, it device? That's not just a CD tray, then, right? You need a uh, disc tray.
0: I have a disc tray in my PC because I built my own PC, I so need. I actually put a real disc tray in it.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah, I don't know. It, yeah, they're only like fifteen bucks, the
0: so they're not so. Expensive. Disc trays are not that bad these days. Although I don't even know what's in it. You actually have to
1: buy the case that has a disc tray, though. That's true.
0: That's the challenge, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I just saw the front of my case open and put a disc tray in there.
0: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. All right, all right. So let's talk about some other ones, too. So my very first one, I'll flip the question on myself, I think was Star Wars Galactic Battlegrounds. And that was just a reskin of Age of Empires. So if you ever played Age of Empires... It's literally the exact same game Like, exact, it's just a skin on it And they probably It's probably made by the same people And then Lucasfilm probably, either that or they bought the engine or something Because it is literally the same game um, But you know, build armies I March mean, them around It's Might have it? it? Like, we can talk about both those at the same time You know, star, the Star Wars version was just the Star Wars version of Age of Empires But Age of Empires was like Probably the one I played the most in the 90s As a kid with my friends and we actually used to bring it to school and during like study times we would put it in all the computers in the computer lab and all play it and we'd like put it in one and eject it after we started oh. playing and put it in the next and eject it i would start playing so we could use one disc to play like four times
1: <laughs> okay yeah now this is back when this is so far back that it was the one that i chose not to get because i didn't want to deal with the graphics at the time
0: hmm like, well,
1: it's so hard to go back to some games just because of how hard they look like i would play battle for middle earth just because of the detail in the gameplay and stuff but i will not say that the game i I will say that the game probably looks like ass now
0: it probably does but are graphics a big deal for you when you're playing games and picking games
1: uh not necessarily like people will say that graphics don't matter but the problem is is that money and income prove otherwise people tend to look at a nicer looking game and just assume that the game will play better They'll say that they don't care, but then their dollars will say differently.
0: Yeah. I, I appreciate both aspects. I appreciate a really well-made game. I appreciate a game that has a lot of love put into it.
1: I oh, also yeah. appreciate a well- a, game. a well-made game to me has both. It looks good enough to enjoy the atmosphere and make you go, wow. But at the same time, plays well enough for you to really actually just enjoy the game.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There's no reason you should go for one or the other.
0: No. I mean, but then, yeah, you have old-school examples of, like... I mean, we could just stick with RTSs. We won't jump out of RTSs. But, like, Age of Empires, to me, is a classic game. The graphics are really not that great. But maybe the nostalgia of it, or the fact that I have a lot of friends my age that would also play it, that we'll still sit down and play it every once in a while. But it doesn't hold up from a strategy sense. It's pretty much like rock, paper, scissors. This beats this. You know what I mean? And that's it. Once you figure out the rock, paper, scissors... That's it. You're building one of the three best things in the game and smashing them into
1: a wall hoping you outdo the other guy, and you did it faster. <laughs> you
0: know? It's not that very... makes me...
1: Uh, there was a, uh, there's something you can do in Battle for from... Middle I know we've talked about that a bit. But as the dwarves, you can send your units into the mine and have them come out on a different mine across the map. So you can straight up send an army from in front and then have them come out of a mine from behind and attack from both sides.
0: <clears> That's cool so You're obviously a big Lord of the Rings fan. I also really like Lord of the Rings, but have you seen the new show that's out right now? The Rings of Power? Uh, no. Do you plan on
1: watching like, it? I'm a Lord of the Rings fan, but I'm not the biggest Lord of the Rings fan.
0: Okay. Do do you watch a lot of TV too, like just random stuff that comes out or no Not really. Okay, so it has to I'm be something that really what I, watch. Like, I know, haven't I'm... seen
1: Game of Thrones?
0: I would almost be the same way though. You know, um, except like my family likes to watch TV, so I watch with them, you know, whether it be the wife or the kids hey, and stuff a great like that. So thing. you know, so like I get to watch with them so we do watch stuff together. And if it was, if it was just me, I'd definitely play more video games and watch less T V. So I can understand how we miss out on certain T V shows. But,
1: now I would say I have I am a really big Star Wars fan, so we can do an entire podcast that I'd be able to just talk.
0: <laughs> We've had a lot of episodes on Star Wars on this podcast, so for sure. Bring it on, let's do some more. <laughs> Um, they actually tend to do very well. Um, did you ever I've play...
1: seen almost everything Star Wars.
0: Did you play the old Star Wars Galaxies game? Star Wars Galaxies. I did mobile? not
1: get to. That was before my time of playing online. I didn't have internet until around Halo Reach era.
0: Okay, cool. All right. All right, let's talk some more RTSs here. Let's run through a few. Um, let's talk about StarCraft and WarCraft quick. What's your experience with those?
1: So StarCraft is kind of interesting. I haven't played it in a while. But uh, you have to send out your miners to go get resources, and they bring them back to your base. And you can build around where your base is located, kind of like how uh, Dawn of War is. Mm-hmm. So you that... have to keep track of that. StarCraft of has
0: a really big competitive following. Even these days, there's still a lot of people.
1: Very play. big. You know? The only problem is, is when you're first getting into it, uh if you don't know what you're doing pretty decently you'll just get rushed before you can even set up
0: yeah it's got a steep learning curve so you gotta have some friends show you how to do it or practice it or look
1: it up or just go into it and play and expect to lose a few times until you learn how to stop losing
0: yeah exactly yeah so i don't really have much experience with those although like playing them at a friend's house or something like that as a kid uh, yeah, I'm not ever. the
1: biggest. Uh, I'm not the biggest StarCraft fan, and like, really, no, like, it's not. not bad, but it's way too easy to rush for me.
0: In, in really Lord of the Rings, Battle try. for Middle Earth, did you have to collect resources to make stuff?
1: Yes, but you can send. You can use a builder to build a tree for resources for the elves. A mine for the dwarves, a farm for the humans, okay, a uh, cave for the goblins, a I believe another mine for the orc, and then the urukai set up a sort of mine where they tear down trees and stuff.
0: Okay, so in Age of Empires and in Star Wars Galactic Battlegrounds, they have gold and ores and trees, and you can literally just—they're all over the map—and you can just send your workers, and any worker can harvest any resource.
1: And they oh bring back. yeah, that's kind of that's how uh, the lumber mill works in uh, Lord of the Rings because they actually you set a lumber mill down and they run around and actually chop down the trees and they run it to the base, and the trees don't regrow. Right. So you actually have to keep track of the resources, so and it's the, really nice.
0: Yeah, and these other two games I was talking about too, you can even use like catapults or like, um, it's spaceships in Star Wars and blast the ground, and if it's a big oh, enough yeah. powerful thing, it'll get rid of the trees. Blow yeah, and
1: uh, if you use uh, the elves, you can summon treants, and they actually throw rocks, or you can build catapults. Uh, you can get Gandalf, and as the heroes play, they start at level 1 as though they're in the first movie, and once they're level 10, they're as though they're in the last movie. So Gandalf starts out being the Grey Wizard, and by the end, he's the White Wizard, and he can actually do the slam with the staff, and it creates a giant shockwave.
0: Wow, that's really cool. I, I love the detail on that, how it oh, levels up oh and takes it through the
1: movies. I, I, it's been so hard to play some RTS games after you play a game like that with so many details into it. Mm-hmm. Like, there was so much care in the game. Like, Frodo's little sword glowing and everything. Gollum is on every map. You can go kill him and get the ring, take it back to your base. If you're evil, you can summon Sauron. If you're good, you can summon uh, Galadriel. What? <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh my goodness, I need to play this game so bad now. That In your little awesome. units,
1: if you pass by, they'll be like, That's Gollum! Get him! He's got the ring!
0: <laughs> Alright, let's talk about, let's jump into like, um. let's see, we could do like the sci-fi Star Wars ones, or we could do like the army ones, like Command and & Conquer and Company Heroes and things like that. Uh, whichever one. Well, let's start with the sci-fi ones because we're going to talk Starship Troopers, Terran Command, that one that came out. But I also want to talk about Star Trek Armada,
1: just for a quick second, Homeworld. Uh, go ahead and talk about Starship Armada, uh, Star Trek Armada, Starship Armada. Yeah. Mix the two universes. That'll be a very bad game. Yeah, it probably
0: would be bad, or it'd be really good. One of the two.
1: <laughs> well, it depends on who does it.
0: Right. So okay, so Star Trek Armada, one, two, and three. Um. Those were cool. They're basically you pick a Star Trek faction. And if you're the Borg, you made cubes and stuff, like of different sizes, and you could actually merge the cubes together to make like a super Borg cube. Um, That's it was all, all in space, though. There was no ground combat. So, Aww. yeah. But it was really good um, because what you could do is each ship had crew on it, and you could beam your crew from one ship to the other ship, and they could actually take it over. And if you didn't have any crew members on your ship, it was like vacant and other people could beam onto it and take the ship. So you craft all these spaceships and you warp them around the map fighting each other and trying to blow up each other's space base. But if you were like the Borg, you could take any faction, you could come up alongside another ship, blow its engines off, and it would just be floating there and you could like beam onto it and like
1: try to take it over or whatever. It was... Oh, that's cool. Makes it, me think of Empire War, the, uh, the space battles.
0: Yeah, see, so, and like, you can it, it's... you destroy
1: the engines, and then you can go for the shields, so they it, can't fly around.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like that. I love the, but, setting
1: an acclimator class and having it cut off, like, people, like, dropping in new ships, so it cuts them off.
0: Oh, those are so cool. You can put up, like, the, the anti... No,
1: interdictor, not acclimator. And,
0: yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah I, well, I, I kind of knew what you meant anyways. <laughs> you set the big bubble, and then no one can warp through it or hyperdrive through it or whatever. Yeah. They, those are cool. Trapping people. That game seems really easy, though, in space to me, you know? Uh, Empire at War. It can you know? be. So I've played a lot of it. My kids enjoy watching it, but I can beat, like, the whole level in, like, 20 minutes, you know what I mean? No matter.
1: What I like it is. to do the Galaxy of War, so I have to build up my army and then go over there. And...
0: That's a really cool game mode, right? Where you can, you have the whole map and you pick which planet you're attacking and do a space battle and then a ground battle and a space battle and ground yeah, battle.
1: Yeah, that's the, my favorite types of modes for it.
0: That's probably Even the best when
1: way. I played uh, Battle for Middle Earth, I would go between the. And every time I lost, I would have to go back a level. Huh. Oh yeah. Cool. Well, those so are I'll cool pretending time. it's so... like I'm taking back the world from the orcs.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a little bit of role play, and those is fun sometimes. So, let's see. Um, Homeworld. You said you told me off off air you didn't play Homeworld, but it's
1: I don't believe I have. I'll look it up real quick,
0: but you I either, don't think you I. You either I have. love it or you hate it. Uh, some people say it was like one of the best ones ever. I've tried to go back and play it, um, even the remastered version, and it just didn't it didn't stick with me. Um it was cool, it just was I don't know. It probably a little bit of nostalgia goes into it for people on that one, and I don't have the nostalgia for it. But it's yeah. definitely kinda like Eve Online meets you know Empire at War or meets. Sturgeon I don't Grimata.
1: think Eve is as great as people put it out to be. Like it's cool. <laughs> Shots there's fired. A lot of things about it that just aren't Really that amazing? It's a heavy pay-to-win game, unless you're willing willing to spend thousands of hours just not being able to do anything just to be able to do anything.
0: Yeah, for sure. They're trying to fix some of that with Eve Online, but yeah, the people who've been playing the longest have the most skills in that game, just because it's passive training even when you're offline, right? So you could buy an account and leave it subscribed for three years and come back and they have all these skills that no one else will have for three years. You know? Oh yeah, so, and then
1: you just fly around and now your ship's over the kill anything.
0: It's funny, but you, you would think that, but it's not true. Um, because people dual box and triple box, and so they'll get cheaper ships, and they'll kill your expensive ship just to do it. And if you don't know how to play the game, you will never kill anyone. You'll just get wrecked. It doesn't matter you're the biggest ship in the game, the most powerful decked out, most expensive thing. You'll lose to the smallest stuff because you don't know how to control your ship. And in EVE, your games, your ships, the tracking on the turrets and stuff is like rock, paper, scissors. So like a big ship can't shoot a tiny ship; it'll never hit it. The small ship's too fast. Oh yeah, but so the then you have big to ship, like,
1: if you do it right. You have little fighters that could take care of them for you.
0: Yeah, yeah. And but... also,
1: if you flying a big ship like that, you tend to have somebody who's a smaller ship flying with you.
0: Yes, and then what happens is a mob of ten guys uh, drop on you and kill you in your big expensive ship because they hunt for you. That game is very. Um, I have spent way too many years playing. Even is very aggressive, and not friendly. Um, oh yeah, it's not
1: friendly. It's very pay to win.
0: Yeah, it's a terrible, terrible place. But somehow, it still is good, in some ways. You know, still, it still sucks you in. the 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 dream of what it could be is what sucks you in. Like running your own space empire and kind of building up your your own corporation. And like the idea of it is so cool. But once you get in, it turns out to be kind of grindy. Like you said, a little pay to win It's
1: just grindy, or you spend money to skip a lot of the grind, and then you still have to grind.
0: Exactly, never ending. It's but like now you're more
1: powerful while you grind. Yeah, exactly. So I just took off that jacket. I went and got. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that happens. My 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 office here gets super hot from my computer, especially when I start playing games and recording everything at the same time. So, um, let's see. Uh, we're going to talk about Starship Troopers: Terran Command. That's new on Steam. You brought it up to me. It has very positive yeah. reviews. It looks like it's twenty nine ninety nine. Let's hear about yeah, your thoughts very, on it.
1: it's very very affordable game. It's kind of basic in a lot of controls, but the game lets you fight the Arachnids. They've got the Warrior Bug, the Drone Bug, the Scorpion Bug, the Tanker Bug, the Plasma Bug, the Hopper Bug, and I believe there's two others that I can't think of. And as you go through, you're going through missions. There's no just set battle you can do, sadly, but they're going to do that within the next year or two, is what they promised. And yeah, if you're so a big it's... fan of Starship Troopers, it's an amazing game. Uh, your characters, if they're behind each other, they cannot shoot past each other unless they're, like, RPG characters. Wow. And, uh, that's an interesting character... take
0: on it. You know, they can't just, like, shoot through each other and shoot through terrain like there's a little line of sight going on. Oh,
1: that's... yeah, but if the character's above yours and it's back a bit, they can't just shoot through the mountain. But if the a character is on top of the mountain, The other characters below the mountain, both units can shoot because they're not in the line of sight. Okay. So you set up your strategies based off of that. There are some missions that could be rather... But other than that, it's honestly kind of a fun game. If there was a survival mode, I'd play it a lot.
0: Okay, so what is it that makes Starship Troopers special? Is it just the fact that it's Starship Troopers? If it wasn't that, would it be any good?
1: I'd say it could be interesting. It'd be entertaining, yeah. Okay, so it stands on its own like without say be Well, because the effect of the line of... the You have to have units stand above the other units to shoot over them. You can't just have a thousand units in one spot and they're attacking. Because with guns, you can't just aim up, fire, and it go down. So it's really cool to see a game take into perspective. It doesn't just shoot.
0: that's cool i i don't know that like i did watch a trailer for it. it looks interesting i don't think i'd pay 30 dollars to try it at the moment um i think if you're a starship troopers fan if i was then i would right for sure um
1: yeah once it's updated a few times that would be good but until then uh if you're not starship troopers don't get it like not a starship troopers fan
0: yeah so, oh, so let's talk about um the last one there. It's like Halo Wars, probably. And then after that, we'll jump to like Men of War and Company Heroes and some stuff that's like World War kind of related. So about well, Halo Wars 1 okay. and 2. Those were, on, those were also on like Xbox, one of the Xboxes, at least, right? They put Halo on those Xboxes. It was PC. Yeah. So I didn't ever play it, but I did watch it, and it seemed cool enough. Like, I'm, I'm a pretty big Halo fan. I could have seen myself playing it if I wasn't in the middle of doing something else at the time, right? So.
1: Oh, yeah. It was, it was a really fun game to get to. How that one works is it's got set locations, bases, and you have to get a unit to go over around them to be able to build on them and use your resources. You have... Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine to ten building spaces. Nine to ten building spaces? Yeah, 9 to 10 building spaces around your building. Huh, okay, and... so you can only choose so
0: much. Well, do you have more than 9 or 10 buildings to build?
1: Yeah, Once it's per base you have placed. Each base can have 9 or 10 buildings on it. You can get armories to upgrade your units. You can get uh, vehicle upgrade play, uh, buildings. I can't remember what they're called. And then you can get flying vehicles, ground vehicles. If you have, If you're the humans, you can get Spartans, and their ability is to hijack any vehicle when the vehicle blows up they hop out and you have control over them again
0: hmm. now okay halo did you watch the halo tv show that came out
1: i will not watch it
0: <laughs> it was nothing like halo so it was it's very much
1: its much own straight up insult to any fan who's a, any person who's a halo fan
0: yeah it's not halo it's you have to imagine it's like an alternate universe or there's inspired, no reason by, to I'm inspired sorry, by there's halo.
1: no reason to, there's <laughs> no reason to imagine that because it's straight up the halo ip if you if you have to do that if you have to imagine it's an alternate uh, time, like dimension for an IP, you've obviously messed up your IP.
0: Yeah, I think that's a very valid point, and uh, I didn't bring that up last time I talked about it on the show, but it's a good point. I think further along that kind of continuing that idea, if you have to change it so much, then why did you do it in the first place? You know what well, I mean? one like... of the
1: big issues a lot of me and my friends have is that Master Chief removes his helmet rather quick? The whole point of Master Chief is that he could be anybody. And then they take off his helmet in the first little bit. Yeah, like he's half, half the show he has him. no helmet on, half the show he has no suit on. And he has sex in it. Yeah, that too.
0: But they had it's to just throw a, in some sex, they had to throw funny. in some, like, um, some, I, I dare I say it, p- political agenda. You know what I mean? But, like, you know, there's a little bit of that going in that show too.
1: Um, Which is why cool. I will never watch it. I don't want to watch it. I don't want to insult what I know of Halo. There you uh, go. You I, can I, never stand I, up. But
0: it was entertaining. I will say it was entertaining for what it was. But I'm also easygoing and I do watch a lot of TV. So sometimes I just need something to watch. You know? Um, I could see that. So, but, yeah. I don't know. We'll see where the, what they do with it. All right. Let's talk. Um, jumping around through our list here and see. Uh, Command & Conquer kind of fits between the two. Um, did you play any of the Command & Conquer games?
1: I did not. I didn't, it, that was also one of the things. Of, it was kind of before we got into RTS.
0: Okay. Yeah, those are, they started pretty old in like the 90s. Um, and then they had all the Command & Conquer, like Command & Conquer Red Alert and Command and & Conquer Generals. And those were pretty fun for me and my friends. They were a little more action and a little less base building. Like, you still built your base, but it was very much all about the fancy... Fighter jets. The fighter jets could shoot, you know, and then the tanks. And there was—I don't think there was like anti-air in that game. Lots of these things have like ground and air, and then anti-air. This game kind of merged it all into one, where like I think anything could shoot a plane down, like machine guns from the ground could shoot a plane out of the sky. You might—you might,
1: you might yeah. actually enjoy a Starship Troopers: Terran Command then, because it focuses more on the fighting aspect than the base.
0: Yeah. Well, I've been—I've been known to enjoy both, right? Just depending on what kind of mood you're in. Um, a little faster paced RTS sometimes, that's a little more in the action, but I also really do love that base-building aspect and the resource collecting. That, that lets you just play for hours with friends and take it easy, you know? Yeah,
1: the, you You need to get Lord of the Rings Battle for Metal Earth.
0: Oh huh, yeah, well, yeah, for sure, 100%. Oh, one thing because... you can
1: do with Battle for Metal Earth, there's a unit cap, but if you kill off a bunch of the soldiers that are in a set, you can replace by getting new units, and then you can heal them, and you can go over your unit cap doing that.
0: Huh. The only way to go over a unit cap in some of the Age of Empires and some of those older, older ones is you could turn people to your side, and then it would let you go over the unit cap by one or two.
1: Um... You could do that with uh, two or three of the heroes from, from, I believe, the orc side. Some of the heroes you could summon would have the ability permanently take over units
0: that's cool that's always fun so i used to play the uh, empire um in the old star wars ones uh uh, Wars galactic battlegrounds and you could turn wookies and gungans so i'd pretend like the empire was like taking over all their civilizations and turn all their stuff (laughs) like merge it Eh, fun times as a kid
1: i was a bigger fan of the clone wars era than the galactic empire i'm growing more but i've always been a bigger fan of the uh clone wars era
0: I, you know, I, that, I'm the reverse. I was always a fan of the older stuff, but recently, in recent years, I've become more and more a fan of the Clone Wars era. And my child, I have a six-year-old and a nine-year-old boy, um, and so they both are very much into the Clone Wars era, and so I get to enjoy a lot of that now again.
1: Um, Oh, yeah. It's just, I wish some of the live action or the cartoons would explore, kind of like the Clone Wars show, how dark the war could get. mm Because it got dark in a lot of different ways.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, the like Clone Wars is one of the best, best things Star Wars ever made. So, the Clone Wars cartoon series, that was a good one.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm so uh, happy to be finished with it now.
0: Oh, yo, like, did you recently finish all... the whole thing?
1: Yeah. Nice. We finished that. We finished Mandalorian. We finished Boba Fett. We watched two episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi and stopped watching it. That actually we'll gets better. Um,
0: Darth Vader comes in in, like, episode three or four. And then him and Obi-Wan have some really cool scenes that are very... Like well, it, it
1: kind of felt weird because in the first two episodes, they tell you that the Inquisitors knew who Darth Vader was, and that was completely out of the lore. Like, that... Well, one of them does. The, I'll spoil it
0: for you. The one that knows who he is, that he's Anakin, is because she was a Jedi in the temple when Anakin killed all the younglings, and she played dead, and so she knows who Anakin
1: is. So it she's you the only way. one She's the only one, yeah. Okay, so because that was... And it just felt like they forced really... Some of the chase scene was a little weird, how it hard focused on doing random flips that just felt like they were trying to show off that they could do flips. <laughs> the show was well, cute. It's...
0: Obi-Wan was cute, I think. I, I personally liked it, but I like Obi-Wan, and I like Anakin, I like Hayden Christensen, too. Um, so... Well, I mean, the
1: way they have Leia be a lot of it feels weird.
0: Well, there's definitely some... Um... They're jamming in some messaging into a lot of those shows, too. You know, they're making them more modern and stuff, and they're redoing, changing stuff about Star Wars that wasn't there before. Um, it's part of it, like, the expression of the day and the time we're in, I think. So it does have effects on the overall quality of it sometimes or the story or the focus of it. Like, things can feel odd, I think, with all TV shows, you know, that are modern. Yeah,
1: I mean, like, they, they put her off to be a very smart kid, and then they just... Continually make her re- do really dumb decisions right after they treat her as smart. And then they call her smart again. Well, you just wait till you have kids. You'll understand that.
0: <laughs> You'll be like, oh, my kid is so smart. Why is he doing that stupid thing? <laughs>
1: that, that's well, what the- I mean is she randomly she saw that he had a bounty on his... Even though he just went to a planet to rescue her. And then all of a sudden, even though she, he just broke in, killed a bunch of people, and rescued her... She's running away from him thinking that he's the bad man because his head was on a hollow. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That was a random connection that was just to make her run away.
0: Yeah, they needed to throw that in there for some reason.
1: But if you can get past the first two episodes,
0: Darth Vader comes in with with him, and then there's some really cool fight scenes between the two of them. And the very last episode has a really awesome fight scene
1: where you kind of see them use the force and pick up. Just to say we've seen everything. Mm hmm but I'm not holding up the highest hope. Well,
0: you might not like Andor then. Andor is very slow, the latest one. But I like it. But it's very Well, very I don't slow.
1: mind them being slow as long as they're done well.
0: Andor keeps putting my wife to sleep. But I I think it's cool. It's very much the nitty-gritty darkness of the rebellion. And the the most recent Andor episode, the rebels go into this empire base and they're seen as
1: should we save this for a different podcast
0: oh no we will I, I just tell this quick story because it's a short point it's not really a spoiler either I'll keep it spoiler free
1: well but, no I mean the, we've kind of been talking about Star Wars a lot
0: <laughs> hey that happens on this podcast this is the Star Wars podcast And we also talk about <laughs> video games occasionally
1: oh fair enough
0: you mentioned how you like the darker side of Clone Wars so what happens is the rebels are supposed to be the good guys but in this show in this particular episode they are, like, knocking people unconscious and killing Imperials and holding their families hostage, threatening to kill their children while they're breaking into a base. They literally do that. Oh, it's more of showing
1: Saw's side of the Rebellion, then.
0: Yeah, yeah. These people are, like, it they're here, they the have to get the job war. done, and they're willing to hold a dude's family hostage and his child in front of him to get
1: codes out of him. Like, they're very... Yeah. Because yeah. Saw's group, the group that he's a part of, was all for doing stuff like that. Saw was reckless, willing to kill thousands of civilians as long as they win the So yeah that's that shows the other side because there were two different sides of the rebellion the ones that were like that and then there were the ones that are from the movies. Yes you actually get to see the separation in Star Wars Rebels once you get far enough in the show.
0: Oh cool. I've watched that on and off I've probably seen most of
1: it. Um
0: oh, all right, all right, yeah, but, but, but yeah but but you're right. Let's jump back to RTS's here. Unless you have something else you wanted to throw in about Star Wars.
1: Uh I'll wait.
0: we'll wait for a star wars episode um we'll do one we'll do one next week maybe Um, okay let's do let's see men of war i've not played it but my children like to watch it sometimes on youtube because there's like a battle simulator version of it and it's skinned in star wars so they watch the clone oh yeah
1: So you can set up different levels and then you can set up fights you want to do but i believe you have to set put a mod into it to do that
0: okay but what about men of war itself is it any good
1: I am, I enjoy it. So how it works is it's a little weird. You have, uh, different locations you can take over that have resources that you use to summon in units. And I believe you have to get different locations in order to unlock, like your vehicles and everything, but each character that you summon, they come in as a group. And then each individual unit is their own character that you can have run around. They even have their own name. And as they fight, they get little promotions. But they all have their own set ammo, their set health. There are medics that you can have run over and revive. It's just a crazy game that you can have. You can take a group of 10 soldiers, and if you're really smart, you can set two of them to hide behind cover while they distract the enemies. And you can send the others around and shoot the enemies beside their cover and kill them so that they don't have cover.
0: I've seen some of that in the simulator mode, where, like, yeah, like, sometimes two guys take on a whole army, you know,
1: just just depending. I mean, it's really hard to get it to, for two people to do it, but if they're, like, really high-end units, you can. But as soon as you're spotted, there's a chance that they could be insta-killed, because it matters if the bullet hits them or not.
0: Yeah, that's, it seems like a cool enough game. Um, it's definitely worth checking out, watching some footage on or something, because...
1: Oh, if you're a big fan of Star Wars, I'd I'd get Assault Squad 2 just on the Steam Workshop. You can mm-hmm. download the Star Wars mods.
0: Alright, I'll have to try that one out. That's probably on my and list of things Then you can actually battle in it. Um, let's, let's see. <laughs> let's look at Company Heroes 1 and 2. Because I know we've both played that. It's a good one to stop on, I think, because we've basically covered all the other ones on our
1: list. I haven't played it in a long while, but it was a fun game uh one of my old friends we did a video on it and it was it's a really entertaining game we set it up with a mod set with zombies so we held three points and then the zombies spawned infinitely on the other side of the map and they just <laughs> started charging in as your units died they turned into zombies and everything
0: Oh, that is such a cool way to do it. So it was, it was uh, okay, so, so just put this in perspective, it's a World War time period, World War I Two II kind of thing. So yeah. it, the bad guys are usually the Nazis or the Germans or, or something along that lines, And the good guys are the allied powers, right? So you have the allied access. Um, but you're, most of the time you're just shooting Nazis in the game is what it most chalks up to. You get like a little base, but I don't think you can do any base building. You just build units for the most part, I think.
1: Yeah, that's the same thing with the assault squad. You can't yep. build bases.
0: But the units are smart, right? So they can do different maneuvers, or you can hide them inside of buildings, on top of buildings, or in vehicles. And they can hide behind different terrain. The terrain plays a big effect in this game. Company Heroes is definitely one of the best RTSs I've ever played, just because it's so polished and works well, I think. Um, And it has a clear clear objective, too, you know? It's like, you know, kill the enemy, and you get to their base and wipe out their thing, and then if their base is gone they can't build more stuff so they run out of stuff you know yeah
1: because I think there is base building but you just build it in that small beginning area and that's it right yeah and it literally unlocks different units that's it
0: yeah exactly so and then you go you you can get like general powers where you can like drop navy seals in from the sky or you know an equivalent to that vehicle or things like. you can drop bombs and stuff and explode stuff you can also break the bridges and the buildings and the terrain a little bit so people can use it So, so it's really cool it's a cool game
1: it's a good one all right. uh, another before we close, we can't stop without talking at least once. Tom Clancy's End War, uh, when it first released, don't get me wrong, it's not one of the best RTS games ever. Made, but it allowed you to just put on a headset or put, plug a microphone in. And I believe it's if I'm right, it's one of the first ones that just lets you go, unit uh, like snipers go to Foxtrot, or snipers go to building south of Foxtrot and they'll actually, even if you're not near them, they'll start heading that way, and they'll give the support. So it was one of the first games you could literally just sit there, zoom out all the way, and just tell everything where to go, and then you can zoom in and watch the fights. You could take control of them, and as they fight, they level up. You can get camo gear for your snipers, and it actually affects the line of sight of the enemies. It was very advanced to the point where it was too advanced for the time it came out.
0: I've never played it, but I know people who have played it, I have a friend who's played it, I've heard good things about it. So, oh, yeah, that's cool. it was
1: amazing. Like, Sounds like it's worth mentioning, know, uh, it. I'm
0: glad we got to mention it. So.
1: Oh Yeah, because I could be like a uh, helicopter unit 2 or Apache helicopters, head to sniper unit 3, and they'll actually, you'll get to see them in the distance start flying over, and they'll start covering that unit, and they'll follow them around. Cool.
0: I see. I, I love it when games do something unique, you know. I really do. I like it when there's something unique about the game other than the IP. Yeah, an IP could carry it, like in the sense of Lord of the Rings or Star Wars. The really strong IPs could carry a game, um, but it's so much more awesomer, you know, when they actually have good features about them that are that make it extra fun. Something no one else has done yet. Um, so
1: I, you need to get Battle for Middle Earth too. I think once you've played it you will just go, oh my god, for all these different things. Because there are actually buildings, depending on which map you're on, that you can go to. And if you capture it, it can give you more unit lists. It can give you special, like unique units to summon, like the rangers. Or uh, you can summon like bar people to fight. And they're just little buildings that have flags on them. Once you go over there, the flag changes to yours. And you're able to click it and just summon units from it. And the only way to get those units are from that building. Cool and uh the resources like the mines and farms you have to actually put them at a farmable location that has good resources and it will tell you by like changing the colors of the circle around it mm-hmm. so you can't just set six farms by each other and have them work.
0: okay
1: it's cool. just you need it
0: <laughs> uh, yeah if i learned anything from this episode is that i need this game
1: so uh, i've never met someone game. who played it that didn't miss having it
0: well, I'm going to try to hunt it down. I'm also, if you're listening to the podcast, you know I love to collect old video games. One of my hobbies. So I love just owning them and putting them on the shelf. and Putting them every, putting them in every once in a while to try them out. So,
1: for sure. Oh, it's like a six-disc single video game.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Like, you could play it all with one disc. Is it going to install
0: on Windows 10 or Windows 11 or whatever? It should
1: have, I don't believe it should have to. But if it does, it'll be right off the disc
0: okay all right because that's my problem like i said with lots of older star wars games i have from lucas arts is like they have to install but they can't because it just doesn't just that's out. interesting mm-hmm. interesting oh well anyways so that's our episode on rts games um i really appreciate you coming on spend some time chatting with me today it's really fun um it was fun yeah and i think this will make for a great episode you know if you're into rts games or if you didn't know what they were you know we definitely gave you a few that you should go check out um, it stands
1: for real time strategy, by the way.
0: It does, it does. And in case you, I mean, I doubt you made it this far in the episode and didn't know what it looked like, but, you know, just for the sake of saying it, RTS games are usually top down and you click and drag, you know, you click armies and select them and tell them where to go. Uh, like playing Risk, but live action, it never stops. Like the Risk of the board well,
1: game, you know. But... Uh, there's a difference between. Uh, so it would be considered a bird's eye because a top down looks straight down, a bird's eye view. As an angle to it, so you can actually see the depth.
0: Okay, yeah, very good point. And here we're talking to a guy who's who's really good at photography and <laughs> <laughs> graphic design and lighting. So definitely, definitely, I appreciate that that insight on that. You're right. Cool. All right, so uh, so before we head out, where can people find you at?
1: Uh, YouTube, Twitch. Uh, not well, not really Twitch anymore. Unless you watch the Dogwood stream, I'm on there now and again but uh, Twitter and Facebook. So YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook, all of them, I'm Batnobi. Cool. And is there a Batnobi X on YouTube, right? Yeah, Batnobi space X on YouTube.
0: Awesome. I'm also
1: at ArtStation if you just want to look at the art and don't want to know me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fair. Sounds good. (laughs) All right, I'm Jedi DJ. This is the Half Full Reviews podcast. Thank you for listening. Please check out our website at halffullreviews.com, and we'll see you next time.
1: You Jedi scum.